This is Val Harrison, the Practically Speaking Mom. On today's podcast, we'll be talking about root parenting versus surface parenting. Let's get started. Welcome to the Practically Speaking Mom podcast, the place for an intentional mom to build a strong family. I'm Val's third daughter, Abby. Before mom gets into the deeper topic of root parenting today, we're going to talk for a few minutes about family vacations. Spring break and summer are right around the corner. Will your family be taking a vacation or having a getaway weekend? We'll share a few ideas with you today. Our most recent family vacation, we headed north to the Ark and Creation Museum and the National Air and Space Museum in Cincinnati, Ohio, where we ate at Skyline Chili. It's a strange combination of putting chili on top of spaghetti noodles. Pretty strange, but at least we can say we've done it. On our way back, we spent a day at the Mammoth Cave, and that's going to be the basis for Mom's talk today about root parenting versus surface parenting. But first, Mom is going to talk with three of us kids about some of our favorite parts of the Harrison family vacations. So I've got Andrew here. Andrew, before we talk about vacations, do you just want to give them an update on your life so that, you know, I'm your mom and I'm kind of proud of you, so... What's going on? Yeah, so um, I was accepted this past December uh, to College of the Ozarks near Branson, Missouri. I'm planning to study general or get it, obtain a uh, general engineering degree there. Um, so I'm super pumped about that. I am, you know, in my third year of teaching piano, so that's kind of a milestone for me. Um, also in my twelfth year of playing the piano, so. Uh, you know, that's exciting. In my last semester at Tulsa Tech, um, you know, in the pre-engineering academy there. So, I'm, yeah, I'm just excited for what's coming up next. Awesome. Well, today we're talking for a few minutes about family vacations. So will you share with us what has been a favorite or a couple favorites and why? So, yeah, the, the first one that comes to mind would be our trip to Colorado. That happened about 10 years ago. So I was pretty young, but I've still got pretty vivid, good memories of that trip. Um, what Some things I liked about that, one, that it was pretty chill. We got to spend a lot of time just hanging out as a family, not necessarily having a schedule. Um, so I, I always like trips like that, um, um, along with a Branson trip that we took uh, about five years ago, maybe. But um, that also had plenty of, of just downtime hanging out. Another part that I liked about both of those trips, but especially Colorado, was that um, we were in a, uh, I don't know what you call them, a home home away place. Yeah. Um, Airbnb. Air, Air, yeah, Airbnb. So it wasn't necessarily a hotel or motel place. It was more home. We had the, the bedrooms, living space, and kitchen feel. So, um, you know, plus we had our own, you know, kind of little property that we could be in. And in and, and Colorado was cool because we were in the woods. We had a, you know, a hot tub there. So that was fun. Um, but that was maybe the main, perhaps the main things I like about our vacations is when we just have downtime, but the activities in Colorado were special, uh, and unique and a lot of fun. Uh, you know, white rotter rafting, that was a lot of fun. Um, and and just some of the things we saw and and just the, how it's so scenic, yeah, all those things combined just really make it, a, you know, awesome trip. So, 
Thanks a lot, Andrew. Always enjoy having you on the podcast. Okay, I've got my daughter, Abby, here, and she's also going to share about some of our vacations that we've had. Abby, what has been your favorite or what do you enjoy most when we go on vacations or whatever you want to say? Okay, so before I answer that question, I would love to tell you guys that mom didn't ask me to say this, but I would love to tell you guys that she works so hard on this every week and she really loves you guys. And she has this energetic passion for you guys that generates the whole family to be behind her and her business. And we so thank you guys for your support. And it is reaching families in almost 30 countries around the globe. So thank you guys so much. So thank you, Abby. That was sweet to say. And I think what you're trying to say about the 30 countries is, I mean, more countries can hear it than that, but we know of 28 people from 28 countries that are listening. Yeah, that was sweet of you to say, Abby. Okay, so tell us about vacations, family vacations. What have you liked? Yeah, two of my favorite places that we've gone is Colorado. We went one year. I was really young then, but I remember just playing games with our family. I remember we watched a movie and we did some charades and all the older siblings went whitewater rafting. I was too young at that time, but we had just gotten the newest thing, the Wii. And so me and my little sister, who was about three years old at that time, we played that while they went whitewater rafting, and that was a ton of fun. It was just a lot of downtime where we could bond together, and that was so fun. Another place that I've really loved going is Branson. My grandparents have a timeshare in Branson, and we go there about every year at Christmas, and there has been a lot of fun memories because all my cousins come too, and my grandparents and aunts and uncles, and it's so fun. Uh, we all have to cram together in two two hotel rooms and but we can swim in the pool and the hot tub. <laughs> it's not two hotel rooms. They're going to think like we like we put 30 people in two hotel rooms. <laughs> not 30 it's not people. hotel rooms. It's it's um Resort like room. apartments kind of thing. <laughs> two apartments. <laughs> right. Kind of right. Okay. okay, I don't know what they're called. <laughs> but it's really fun. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks, Abby, for sharing with us today. Emma, I would like to know, what are your favorite vacations that we've had? So one of them is we went to Galveston, Texas, and we went to the Gulf of Mexico because we were the bed and breakfast that we stayed in. Uh, Well, it wasn't really a bed and breakfast. It was an Airbnb. So it was a house we stayed in, and we stayed, um, it wasn't actually, we visited Galveston one afternoon, we stayed in a different city, um, Surfside Beach, and it was awesome because we basically had our beach to ourselves. yeah. Yeah, and it was also great because it was walking distance, it was literally like 10 minutes away. Tell them about the pier. The, the, we, the pier we walked out on? Oh, yeah. Oh, it might not have been a pier. It was called something else, but anyway. So it was this little group of rocks that were, like, all together, like, in a straight line. It might have been a jetty or something like that, I think is what it was called. Yeah, that sounds right. And um, 
So we went out on that group of rocks and we saw all of these dolphins and like we saw, I don't know, I want to say like at least 10 dolphins. Man, I, I would say like 35 or something. It was a ton. What other family vacations have you liked? Well, we went to Michigan a couple years back. Um, well, it was actually for a funeral, but we did some fun stuff at Lake Huron when uh, we went there. Like, we played in the water, and we walked around a little bit, and it was a really quiet beach. Like, there were hardly anybody else there. What makes a family vacation fun to you, Emma? Well, um, probably, like, doing fun stuff, like, together as a family, most. <laughs> okay. And any other vacations that you enjoyed? Well, um... Oh, yeah, there was one. We went to Ohio for our cousin's wedding. Yes, and Indiana. And what were some things we did on that trip? Like the Creation Museum and um, Ark. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so in Kentucky. Oh, was it Kentucky? Yeah, okay. it, it was in Kentucky. Um, there were these two really cool museums. I think they're both by Answers in Genesis, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so um and one of them is the Ark Museum and they made it how God told Noah to in the Bible. Um and inside you could go inside and there were like it had a bunch of displays and like real live animals and in Cages, of course, but, like, there were statues that you could press a button and they would talk to you. Um, and, yeah, those two mu museums are really cool. Which do you think you liked better, the Ark or the Creation Museum? Um, I think I mostly remember the Ark, but from what I rem remember of the Creation Museum, I think the Ark, in my opinion, is better. Me too. I thought that too. So what about on the way home, we stopped at Mammoth Cave. What did you think of Mammoth Cave? Yeah, well, that was really cool um, because, you know, that's the biggest cave in the world. So that's why it's called Mammoth Cave, you know, because mammoth means really big. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, at first when we were first going into the cave, uh, I was kind of actually scared that we were going to have, like, a cave-in. Um, but it was really fun. Like, we saw all of these really neat columns and stalactites and stalagmites. And, yeah, it was really cool. At one part, <laughs> at one part, they had everybody sit down on these benches that they had in there. Um, and just for a couple seconds, they turned off the lights to to show us like what what miners had to do yeah well that's awesome thanks for sharing emma bye recently our family visited mammoth cave near cave city kentucky that's the place that emma was just talking about this is the largest known cave in the world with over 400 miles of mapped underground trails and caverns, with another estimated 200 miles still to explore. Beneath the surface, you can take all sorts of cave tours, 
from domes and dripstones to the frozen Niagara. And above the surface of this national park, it seems like any other nature spot with creeks and walking trails and trees. You could be there seeing all the above ground marvels and have no idea that you were only experiencing a small glimpse of the area's natural wonders when below the surface there may be running creek beds, tumbling rocks, shifting layers. In fact, in 2014, a sudden giant sinkhole formed at Mammoth Cave, near Mammoth Cave. Well, Mammoth Cave extends to this area, but um, not the national park of it. Anyway, this large sinkhole swallowed eight Corvettes at the National Corvette Museum. You see, what is below the surface can have a big impact on what happens above ground, whether you know what's going on down there or not. And likewise, each of our kids have miles and miles of deeply forming questions, frustrations, fears. Their days are filled with just as much societal pressure as we experience, just as much information overload as we experience, and just as much internal conflict that we adults face daily. Unlike an adult, though, our children are trying to process and file all of these things in a brain that's still developing and with a heart that is immature and easily swayed. Now, it's our tendency as parents to respond to visible behaviors at face value, rather than take the time to venture below the surface to the root cause. Reaching the roots is not an easy task for parents. I'm not here to guilt you or condemn you. Trust me when I say that I have missed the warning signs of an impending sinkhole more than once. After all, Parents don't have the luxury of road signs telling us speed bump ahead or curve ahead or sinkhole ahead. No, the bigger the heart issue, the deeper it seems to reside. And the more layers of surface area for us to peel away if we're going to discover what's really happening with our kids. Now, since I've had multiple children in all the age group stages, I've had plenty of opportunities to regrettably, surface parent only. There have been peer wounds in elementary that I had no idea at the moment. Like the time one of my sons was told by someone at a party, you aren't into gaming and you're no good at sports, so what's your life worth anyway? He carried that for months without telling anybody um, that he had been told that. There have been various lies from Satan, the enemy of our souls, that my children wrestled with, such as the lie he told my daughter in the midst of a, of a great tragedy. He said, the enemy lied to my daughter saying, if God is so good, he wouldn't have allowed your friend's mom to die. So either he isn't real or he isn't good. Either way, you might as well give up on him because there's no point in following a God like that. And regrettably, There have even been times, I hate to say, when I have unknowingly caused deep emotional wounds in my child. Since I didn't know about the wound, I parented the rebellious behavior alone, the surface behavior, which only caused the wound to grow deeper and implant deeper underground. I can't tell you how devastating it is to discover such a deep chasm below the surface in your child's heart that you didn't know was there and you didn't know you were the root cause. Parents, we don't get do-overs. Each moment of parenting, we're either surface parenting 
or preferably we're going to do a combination of surface parenting and root parenting. We have to deal with the surface issues. We shouldn't just overlook them. Their behavior matters and we need to address it, but always in the context of what is going on below the surface and be mindful of that. Now, and I can tell you, I still, still make mistakes with this. I actually did just yesterday. I responded quickly out of frustration to what my daughter was telling me instead of slowing down and thinking through what's, what's going on at the roots behind the words that are coming out of her mouth. So here's the good news. <laughs> Thankfully, God does redeem relationships. He designed these amazing tools called apology, restitution, forgiveness, healing. What a wonderful God we serve. However, none of those can wipe away the past. I mean, yesterday when I messed up, I apologized. I have tried to do things to to mend relationship, but still I'm I have this regret and it certainly, you know, caused a small wound, but a wound that will take a little bit of time to heal. Of course, bigger wounds take a lot more than that. But my point is, it would have just been better to root parent in that moment instead of just surface parent. So eventually the scenarios that I mentioned to you earlier, the bigger ones with my other daughter, one of my other daughters and what she was wrestling with after the death of a friend and um, what had been said to my son, you know, eventually the scenarios that I mentioned earlier were revealed to me by my children so that I could walk with them through the process of belief correcting and heart mending. Root parenting is far superior to restoration parenting, but both are necessary skills to hone as parents. Root parenting requires extra time, observing, even though we're busy with other things, taking the time to dig and observe. It requires listening with our heart when we feel like snapping back, like I did yesterday. It means shouting a silent pleading prayer to God that he would give us discernment when we feel like using our own judgment. Possibly hardest of all, it requires slowing the pace of family life to make time for soul discussions and soul growth. Parenting on the root level involves wholehearted focus on the souls of our kids, and that is wildly difficult while completely essential. Now, you do realize that what I'm really asking you to do is, well, it's impossible to accurately read the soul of another human, even if it's your own. The only way you can discern the deeply complex tunnels buried below the surface of your child's behavior is for you to be connected to the creator of your child's soul. He knows all the things. He is all-knowing, all-loving. He's our Heavenly Father. And if we, as moms, plant our roots deeply in relationship with Him and in spending time in His Word and regularly being nourished by Him, this is what I've been talking to you about lately, about learning to feast with the Father, living a lifestyle of feasting with the Father rather than a lifestyle of frazzled mama. It, it is worth it, mom, to take the time to, to get your roots nourished and, and healthy so that you are at a place in relationship with God 
to hear his voice and to let him lead you and and to let him nudge you, you know, to send some warning signs in your spirit that, hey, there might be a problem with this child. Dig deeper, slow down, take a look. These are the things the Holy Spirit says to me when I am connected with him, when I am taking the time to really be in relationship with God. So only if you're committed to healthy roots in your own soul, will you be able to identify the mysteries of your children's deep and complex root system. Now, in in the weeks coming up, starting next week, I am really excited to dig into some, some real steps in learning how to feast with the father rather than being a frazzled mama. So I'm excited for next week when we'll do that. But what I want you to hear today is, well, you know, our pastor recently said during a sermon on parenting that every parent is going to mess up big with her kids. And that was comforting to me as a parent with plenty of regrets. Mistakes are inevitable because we are imperfect humans, parenting immature imperfect humans. Sometimes you're going to find yourself surface parenting when you should be root parenting. Don't beat yourself up. In fact, what I see happen a lot of times is parents who beat themselves up but do not change. They stay where they're at. Instead, let's try a different plan of action. Learn from your mistakes. Ask your child for forgiveness. Make sure your roots are planted in the regular nourishment of of time with God and the word of God. Make a fresh commitment to keep digging deeper with this young person that he has entrusted to you. All the effort will result in an amazing tour of God's precious hidden wonder, the soul of your child. I want you to know, moms, I am prayerfully walking this parenthood journey right along with you, still making mistakes, still learning from them, asking forgiveness from my kids, and doing whatever pivoting is necessary to make some improvements. And moms, if you find this podcast beneficial in your life, would you please share it with the other moms in your life? You can be a blessing. Perhaps they're even praying that they would get some answers and different parenting issues. So I would be honored if you would be willing to share. And also if you would be willing to leave a review, all of the podcast platforms rely on Apple reviews to determine what podcasts they should be recommending to others. So I would so appreciate and be honored if you would leave an Apple review. I am looking forward to next week. We're going to cover a lot of different things, but one of them is digging deeper in learning to live a lifestyle of feasting with the Father. We're going to get into the how-to next week. So I've really just been giving you the introduction to that all this time so far. Next week, we get to dig into the how-to. So yay. All right. Also, be sure to join my Facebook group, Intentional Mom Strong Family, where we get to have lots of meaningful discussions on there about a lot of great mom topics. Now, if you want to also be connected with my announcements page and where I will often post a lot of resources, then that's my public Facebook page that's just called Practically Speaking Mom. Also, another key thing that you can do, if you go to my website, practicallyspeakingmom.com, you can subscribe 
It's just on the main page. Just go to that website, practicallyspeakingmom.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, and you'll see where it says subscribe to the podcast. And what, what you'll get is a weekly email that will contain the podcast, and it will also contain a blog post about what we talked about today. So uh, if you do that this week, you're going to see, um, well, you can also get on it from my website. You will just see the blog post on root parenting versus surface parenting, and it will also contain this podcast episode. So I'm going to see you next week, and I sure appreciate spending this time with you each week, moms, as you focus on becoming an intentional mom, building a strong family. See you soon.